Vegetarian Zen, episode numero 13. Larissa, is it true that 13 is an unlucky number? Um, yeah, it took us two extra days to record this podcast because we couldn't think of anything to say about 13. Welcome to Vegetarian Zen, a peaceful place for vegetarians, vegans, and the veg curious to share tips for living a healthy lifestyle. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to get your veg on. Hey there, Veg Zeners. Welcome back to Vegetarian Zen. This is episode lucky 13. Yes. And we seriously were could not think of anything to say for the number 13. Yeah, today's Tuesday. We usually record on Sunday, so we've been dragging our feet for two days over this Trying to think of something 13. clever. <laughs> yeah, well, and what we came up with, I'm not sure how clever it was, but we got it, so <laughs> but moving on. But we a cool sound effect. Yes, yes. So <laughs> how, how was that? Let us know if that kind of, like, did it for you. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of having fun with those, but I'm stressing out over a couple things. One, how creative we can get with those, and then the higher the numbers get, I know I'm going to really butcher some Spanish, especially <laughs> number 14, which I won't even, I'm going to have to practice that for a week. Hey, better than you than me. <laughs> Okay, so welcome back to today's episode, and today we're going to be talking about substitutions that you can make in recipes to make them either vegetarian, vegan, and just healthier overall. Mm -hmm. So the title of our podcast today is This for That. But first, like every other podcast, we're going to start with a few updates and also some new ratings. Okay, well, thank you, Vicki. We do have three new ratings from this week. We've got, uh, well, I should say we've got more than three ratings, but we have three new reviews. And I'll want to go over those briefly. We're up to 15 five-star ratings, correct? We are. We are up to 15 five-star ratings and 10 reviews. So thank you, thank you, thank you. But our first new rating is from Danielle Fried, F-R-I-E-D. I hope I'm saying that right. And Danielle says, your podcast has been instrumental in introducing and educating me on new items to incorporate into my diet. After making some of your recipes from the website, my carnivorous boyfriend has decided to eat vegetarian as well, at home at least. Well, I think that's awesome, Danielle. So good job with that. And I hope it uh, continues to work out for you guys. What's really cool about that comment as well is it's very consistent with some of the feedback I've been hearing from listeners in person because I know some of our followers. And that is, is that even though they're not actually vegetarians, that a lot of the content we're providing is just helping them to make healthy choices. Because even though Larissa and I went all in when we became vegetarians, I really honestly don't necessarily advocate that i think that it's about small Mm -hmm. changes over time i mean even working out for me it was very hard for me to get into working out when i hadn't worked out for a while and i just made a promise to myself that i was going to go 10 minutes a day of moving and before you know it i'm with a personal trainer and i'm loving my workouts again so i think it's just about the little changes that you make throughout the day so awesome awesome job right The next review is from Lana Potter, and she says, Love your podcast program. The health tips and vegetarian recipes are wonderful. It's obvious that you guys put a lot of research into them. Thank you so much for creating this podcast. I can't wait to hear the next episode. Thank you so much. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, to go out to iTunes and leave us a rating, particularly like that, because we do put a lot of work into um, what we bring you guys, but we find we get a lot of reward from providing that 
that content to you guys. So thank you so much. We really appreciate it. Right, right. And Lana, actually, I met through LinkedIn, and um, she has a book. Uh, I believe it's a cookbook. I'm not sure exactly, um, but I'll look it up. But it's a vegetarian and or vegan cookbook, and um, I'm really interested to see kind of what she's all about in, in her book. So I'll find out some more information on that and uh, put that on the in the show notes. Awesome. Yeah. And then our third uh, review uh, rating review. Uh, what do you call it? Review, I guess. Uh-huh. It is a review. Yeah, it is a rating with a review. <laughs> I'm all confused. Uh, is from Kimberly Velasquez. And this uh, Kimberly Velasquez is our own dear sister-in-law, Kimmy. And Kimmy says, Very useful information for anyone. I enjoy the formats and topics discussed. You can tell that your hearts are in this. Thanks for the tips. And thank you, Kimmy, for that review. And we're so excited that you're listening to it. And I know Chelsea, uh, Kimmy's daughter, listens as well. So shout out to Kimmy and Chelsea. And thanks so much. All right. So what else are we going to talk about today? Oh, our fantasy football draft party that just occurred this past Sunday. That's right. An annual family event. Very cool to get together with the family. Larissa and I played fantasy football with them for, we're trying to think of, what has it been, seven years, something like that? Yeah, you've had one, you have one extra year on me. I didn't play the first season. Yeah, so it's really fun to talk some trash. And the one we don't talk trash to anymore is my dad, because he's Uh. earned his rightful spot at the top of our league for... Mm He's won several two, years now, two seasons so. in a row now. But I got first draft pick this this time. I was so excited. I got second, but unfortunately, yep. Yahoo rated my picks as a C plus. So mine we'll are rated A minus. <laughs> <laughs> I should shut up now because trash talking is, yeah, is usually bad. not good for it's me. It's very bad. See you on the field. That's all I have to say. See you on the field. So, but what we did is we, uh, Randy, our our brother in law, always grills hamburgers and hot dogs, and then you know everybody brings their own sides and drinks. So what we did this year is we just uh, showed up a little bit early. And brought our own. Um, Vicky had well, <laughs> we Vicky had a bean burger, but it, it kind of fell apart. It was a tragedy. Fell on the on the concrete. Half of it did. So I got <laughs> a little piece of it. Yeah, I, I guess because it had defrosted, and when I opened it up, it just kind of fell apart. Fell apart. Yeah. But so. I I was able to eat some of it. But luckily, my sister had just bought some garden burgers. So she said, uh, yeah, you can have... In fact, she ended up giving me the whole box. Um, But I had one of those with a poblano pepper grilled... Yum. Yeah, yeah. And then and we I, brought hummus, vegetables. So we had a lot of good chips, stuff. And then mm-hmm. we bought so, brought some smart dogs. So I had smart dogs in the side. So it was all good. Yeah, I was really proud of us too. This is our first fantasy football draft mm-hmm. party that we had um, where we were, we were vegetarians. So mm-hmm. it went very well. Also... Please remember that on our Pinterest board, uh, we've got, we're racking up a lot of pins and a lot of followers now on there, and I have a special board dedicated to tailgate parties, and I have a lot of, uh, I've added a lot of good uh, recipes and ideas for taking things to football parties, because right. football season is the next few months, so. Right, and we'll, we'll be adding things, Vicki will be adding more recipes throughout the uh, football season, and, and, you know, of course, as the Super Bowl gets closer and closer, then those will be, uh, hopefully, of, of help to to you guys so okay and one last update we have uh, we are still on tap to do the interview for national kale day for their podcast and it's been pushed back slightly but it's it's still upcoming remember that national kale day is a month away it's october 2nd and we will be doing a lot of promotion for that as well we already have been uh, if you are a fan on facebook you'll see that we've been posting a lot of 
recipes and, and different messages about NKD, um, and, but we'll continue to do that. So look for those uh, in, the, in the coming month. Sweet. And I think we're going to be doing a podcast episode about dedicated to nothing but kale pretty soon, right? Yes, our own podcast episode. Yes. yes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's go ahead and dive into our main topic. Okay. And as we've mentioned that our topic for today is called This for That, or the or title of our podcast today is This for That, and we'll be talking about vegetarian, vegan, and just overall healthier substitutions and recipes. Okay, so um, when you think about eating vegetarian and vegan, or, or vegan, a lot of people think that it's really restrictive. I know I did. I did too. You know, oh, well, you can't have this, you can't have this. But what people don't think is, okay, but you can have this instead. You know, so it's it's basically people tend to think about, well, you're cutting out all this meat and you're cutting out this, but, and then so what are you left with? Oh, you're just left with vegetables. Well, that's not true. It's really not true. And, and if you've been listening to us over the past, what, 12 weeks now, You'll, you've been hearing that there are lots of different things that you can eat. And you've kind of been discovering along with us all the different things and all the different ways you can prepare them. So you've, you've heard that vegetarianism has opened us up to so many different new foods that we had never had before or never even heard of. With that in mind, there are a lot of recipes that you can actually keep from your old lifestyle, from your carnivore lifestyle, and just adapt to make them vegetarian or vegan. So what we have here is a lot of, of substitutions that we'd like to kind of go over and, and give you some options. Yeah, I even have a Pinterest board uh, that is dedicated to things. I think I titled it something like, not vegetarian, but I bet I could make it vegetarian or something, mm-hmm. like, something like that. Right. So just kind of easy substitutions. And some would be really surprising to you. Right. So I think what we'll do is just kind of go through some of the, the food groups, the major food groups that you think of um, on a carnivore diet and kind of tweak them for vegetarian. Okay, vegan. so yeah, so let's start with dairy because okay. that's a big one for me. And actually, that is one of the biggest things that keeps me from being a vegan. And I did go vegan for, what was it, four days? Four days. Yeah. And it really was not that hard. Right. It was. It's the cheese and the and actually the eggs. Um, right. But it's the cheese that really keeps me from right. going vegan. And for you, it was milk, but you did make a substitution to soy milk. And I know you don't really care for the almond milk, but the soy milk is probably the closest, I think, that comes to yes. the regular, the cow milk. Yes. And as we were talking about last night, I don't know if I'll get to a point where I'll just say, oh, give me a glass of soy milk. But I do use it on cereal and I use it in my coffee and I use it in, in different things like that. And, and that's okay. You know, I can get used to, I just thought at one time, if I didn't have like three glasses of milk every day, regular milk, I would just like fall over, keel over dead. Mm-hmm. And it's really not true. Yeah. You know, and I'm not gonna say I don't crave it every once in a while, but I just weigh, you know, the pros and cons and, and it's okay. So some of the substitutions for milks are plant and nut. But you just want to really be aware of the fat content because like coconut milk Mm -hmm. has a high fat content. Right, coconut and soy. Yeah. Um, Now you can get the light, you know, but then when when you have anything that's light, when it says light on it, there's stuff added to it. So you kind of want to be aware of that. Read your labels. You know, Vicky and I have become excellent expert label readers Mm -hmm. and i think anyone who's who's really health conscious and especially vegetarians and vegans are the same way Um, yeah just kind of read your read your um labels 
And you want to be careful too, because some of these, I would imagine now I, I have not, maybe you can, you, since you do most of the cooking in our house, when you substitute like a soy milk, I would imagine that that is probably as close to when cooking as milk in consistency. So mm-hmm. if it ca- something calls for, for example, a cup of milk, right. just putting a cup of soy milk is probably the same. Soy milk or almond. Soy soy and almond. Almond is not as much fat as soy, but as far as you're, you're talking about the consistency is about the same. Almond almond and coconut is about the same consistency maybe a little bit thicker but with coconut you have to be careful if you don't like the coconut flavor you're going to impart some of that flavor into whatever you're you're cooking if you use coconut milk okay. on the other hand hemp milk and rice milk have very little fat but they're also very thin so when you're baking or, or doing something like that you need to kind of be aware of that for thickeners where you would usually use something dairy like uh, sour cream or cream cheese or something like that, maybe to thicken uh, soups or or things like that, you can instead use silken tofu or pureed starchy vegetables like cauliflower or even potatoes or sweet potatoes um, instead of using like a heavy cream or something like that to thicken your soups. what about ice cream? I've never, I was never really a big ice cream eater, but I know you love ice cream. I love ice cream. And so, what about the store bought options for like soy or coconut? Right. Yeah. You can get um, So Delicious as a brand that I, I always think that it's soy because it says so, but it's actually coconut. So, the brand So Delicious is actually coconut products. Um, but they've got ice cream, they also have milk, and they've got some other different options. I think they have yogurt. So, you can try those, keeping in mind that, again, there's more stuff added to them. Or you can make your own. You can make a soy ice cream, you can make ice cream with coconut milk. And again, those are the two best choices for making homemade ice cream because of their fat content. And our blender, our Vitamix blender, if you're not, we've talked about it in the past. I love our Vitamix mm-hmm. blender because it because it does so much. We do have a link out from our website. It is an affiliate link, but again, we don't promote anything like that that we don't Use. readily, yes, right. that we don't readily endorse. That I mean, we don't think is awesome. That we, exactly. Um, and so we love it. And that's one of the things that you can use it for. Yes, you can make ice cream. Um, and then one other dairy product, cream cheese. I know a lot of people like cream cheese with bagels, with whole grain bagels and all that. Um, There are a couple of brands of vegan cream cheese, and they're actually very good. One is Tofuti, and the other one is Follow Your Heart. And they've got, they both have several different flavors, like if you want the the strawberry cream cheese or a a savory cream cheese. So check those out. They're really good. You can get them at Whole Foods or Trader Joe's or any of other Whole Foods stores. Okay, let's move into meats. And I think that's probably, we've talked about this in some of our past podcasts, but let's, so this is more of a recap, but Mm -hmm. let's just go ahead and go through some of the actual meat substitutions. Mm -hmm. Well, of course, there's soy and uh, tempeh, which is fermented soybeans, or there, now you can do other fermented beans. I had a black eyed pea uh, tempeh at the um, vegan fest in, uh, I think it was vegan fest in Austin. Mm -hmm. Oh my gosh, it was amazing. Uh, I know you're not too fond of tempeh. Not really. Yeah. I, in some, I can use it in moderation, but um, I, and I'm not really fond of it. You're more of a soy mm-hmm. kind of person. And now you like seitan, which is sort of. Sort of, <laughs> Which yeah. is a wheat meat. It's made from uh, wheat gluten. Again, I don't like a lot of it, uh, but uh, it is, to me, acceptable in certain things. Right. And I know a lot of vegetarians and vegans will eat seitan because it, approximates the consistency of meat yeah i had a chicken fried steak 
uh, with Saitan. And it was, again, it, was, it, it wasn't it was so much the, the, the Saitan as it was just maybe the overall, the way they cooked it, yeah. that I didn't really care for. But, I mean, it, it's not, it was an acceptable substitution. Right. So if you're craving a chicken fried steak and you're a vegetarian... You know, you you know you at least have that option to try. So tempeh bacon is something that I like personally. I don't particularly care for it just on its own, like on the side with with eggs at breakfast, because it doesn't maintain its crispness. Uh, but I do like to to sauté some tempeh bacon and use it on baked potatoes or use it in things. Yeah, that uh, definitely it does is have, a good. It does have that good flavor. Yeah, that is a good substitution. Consistency mm-hmm. as well. Right now, any of these meat substitutes tofu, tempeh, seitan, any of that. If you're concerned at all about GMOs, which is, and, and we'll, we'll be doing a podcast on GMOs, specifically on genetic, genetically modified organisms that are used in, to, in plants and crops. But if you're at all concerned about that, then which do you should your research. Be. <laughs> yes, which you should be. Very concerned. And we are. And we've eliminated so many things from our pantry that are GMO. You know, the brands are just... Yeah. Incredible. I, I know we're going to do a future episode on this, so I'm not going to take us down some rabbit trail right now, but I will tell you the research we have done thus far is so eye-opening and it's kind of scary. It's, it's almost disturbing. like a sci-fi movie when you start yeah. to read about and how big these companies are that yes. are sponsoring yeah. and the backing and the legislation and all this stuff that they're pretty much just yeah. controlling. It is just so scary, yeah. which to me also... Uh, reinforced why it's so important to support our local oh absolutely (laughs) absolutely and you know it just it reaches so far Monsanto, and you know everybody's heard about monsanto and and their fingers are everywhere and every pie and it's It's very scary it is scary but anyway so if you're concerned about gmos as vicky said which you should be uh read your labels do your research on brands and we'll get into more of that or make your own you know you can make your own tempeh you can make your own tofu you can make seitan you can make any of it um so that's another option and then one more thing when we're talking about meats and this is a meat substitute eggs are considered a meat substitute if you're going to use eggs in baking if, if you have a recipe that calls for eggs and baking it's very easy to take those out all you need to do is there's um, you can use an egg replacer like Energy. It's E N E R dash G, and it's a powdered egg replacer, and you just mix it with water and let it thicken. Uh, but you can also use applesauce. You can use silken tofu. And last night I made some killer brownies with um, silken tofu and applesauce in place of the eggs. And didn't it have zucchini? And in zucchini. Well? Yeah. Yep. yep. But you can't see it. You can't taste nope. it. Um, so score one for me. Okay, and then also, um, if you have, like, meat-based sauce recipes or anything like that, like, for your pasta, um, you can use cut-up vegetables in place of the meat. Uh, That's another good thing. Okay, so, let's move on to grains. Okay. Okay. All right, and on my notes here, I have, in caps with lots of exclamation points. No no white white bread. bread. Yes. Do not eat it. It's horrible for you. It's so bad. It's like I just I just picture it getting stuck in my intestines and just like kind of living there, you know, because it's just so bad for you. And I used to eat it all the time, of course. You know, I'm not going to cover that up because it's true. But instead, look for whole grain, not just whole wheat, but whole grain. You want the more crunchy little things in there, the better. And then even better than that is what's called sprouted bread, 
or sprouted grains. And we just discovered that, right? Yeah. Well, I've known about it. I just hadn't tried any. Um, but there are lots of good brands of sprouted grains. Or if you go to a market, farmer's market, look for you know bakeries that have sprouted grains. But what that is is um, the grains, the whole grains, and there are different types, are sprouted so that they actually start to sprout and then ground up and put into and baked into bread. And what that does, why that's so important is because sprouting releases so many vital nutrients in the grains that you don't get unless it's it started that regrowth process. The other thing that it does is it neutralizes spr- sprouting neutralizes the phytic acid that's in grains. And what phytic acids are bad about is they inhibit nutrient absorption. So once you sprout those, that neutralizes those. Then you can absorb more of the nutrients. Other substitutions for grain? Vicky? Brown rice? Hmm. We eat a lot of that. Barley? We don't eat a whole lot of barley, but but it's, I like it. Bulg- Bulgur? Bulgur yeah, and we, quinoa. Quinoa. And Vicky loves mm-hmm. quinoa. Now, I like quinoa, too. I just don't care for the breakfast cereal. I love quinoa. <laughs> and we'll link again. We'll link to that breakfast cereal and everything. Okay, so moving on to oils. All right. So, again, applesauce is uh, works wonders to replace some of the oil and butter in baking recipes. That's pretty common. Yeah. Yeah, applesauce is good for that. Um, you want to make sure you use unsweetened applesauce. You don't want to be adding a whole lot of extra sugar. You should be eating unsweetened applesauce anyway. Uh, and then uh, I buy organic. That's up to you. But, you know, that's just something that I buy organic um, whenever we can. All right. Uh, the other thing, another thing is to use cooking spray or nonstick pans. So you're not using a whole bunch of grease on your in your pans. And I've been doing that for years. I'm, you know, I think most people do that now. I don't know too many people who actually grease their pans with Crisco. All right. Earth's Balance instead of butter or margarine. Earth's Balance is vegan. And it's a it's a, an oil based I think it's oil based spread, but it's but it's vegan. Then another thing that we just discovered is vegan mayonnaise. Veganaise. <laughs> and they're actually there is a brand Veganaise. There are, there are several different brands that make vegan mayonnaise and Follow Your Heart has one. Um, there are different ones and I got one for Vicky to try the other day and, and you liked it. And so that's another thing. Um, when you're doing marinades or salad dressings, instead of using oil base, like heavy oils, you know, of course, a little olive oil is good, but you can also use wines, vinegars, fruit juices, or vegetable broth instead of all of that oil. So even if you still use some oil, you just cut it back and cut it with with these things. Um, And then the last thing is sweeteners. This is something that we have kind of come about, come full circle on, I think, because Mm -hmm. A few years ago, we cut out sugar and we went to Splenda. And oh my gosh, we use so much Splenda. You know, and then we started reading about how horrible Splenda is for you. And so now we don't, we got rid of it. And what we use now is just organic raw sugar. Yeah, we were using the half and half. Splenda had some blend Mm -hmm. as well. But really all of the artificial Mm -mm. sweetener thing, I just, I just cannot... Mm-mm. fathom putting that into my body no so. not anymore and we're really careful about you know buying things that are or have that in them the only thing that i still use is um the sugar-free syrup because i am still diabetic and you know but the rest of it i just kind of watch 
What a meeting. Mm-hmm. Um, so we've just, I think we've both just adjusted to less. Yeah. If yeah. I can get away with just one teaspoon of sugar in mm-hmm. something as opposed to two or three, mm-hmm. or I probably even used to put more than that like at one time. Like tea or coffee or right. something like that, yeah. Um, you can also use agave nectar or honey. Now, if you're vegan, vegans, most vegans don't eat honey. That's right. But that's, a lot of vegans will use agave nectar. And then, um, yeah, just, again, just try using less. And if you kind of wean yourself off of it a little bit at a time, it's a lot easier to do. You know, when I really understood how bad those artificial sweeteners were for you, I was craving a soda at work and I didn't want to have a sugar soda. So I I had a, a diet soda and I had a workout with my personal trainer after that. And he noticed that my performance was so down. And he told me, what's going on with you today? You're just because I'm normally like all pumped up about my workouts. And I just had this headache. Mm. I felt horrible. And I told him, he said, what did you? And I told him, I said, I think it's the diet soda I had. He's like, you should not drink diet yeah. soda. He said, if you're craving a soda, then it's better to just drink a soda with right? sugar. Yeah. And if and the best of the worst, I guess, would be to have the sh- the soda with real sugar mm-hmm. in it as opposed to the syrup so lesson learned there yeah. i will never drink another diet soda again yeah and and just have maybe have half of it and that's what we do now is we if we them. want a mm-hmm. soda we'll split one and um the real sugar sodas are hard to find but um i think they're gaining popularity and you know living in south texas here we can get the ones from mexico uh sometimes and um but I think they're gaining in popularity. And it's so funny how your body adjusts to not having as much because I used to, we used to drink that all the time mm-hmm. when I was growing up. And then even as an adult, I would, we, it was standard. You had soda in the house. Mm-hmm. And now even when we split one, half is about as much as I can take yeah, without feeling huge jittery. sugar rush. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. And then the crash, um, headache and all that stuff. It's, it's not fun. So, <laughs> all right. So... On the show notes, I will post a couple of online resources that are good for substitutions. And these these are great. I look at these a lot. There's one called the Vegan Substitution Guide by uh, a website called Veg Kitchen. And I'll link to that. And then also the Vegetarian, Vegetarian Times, the magazine, has a good co- uh, comprehensive ingredient substitution guide. And I'll link to that as well. So you can go to our show notes and, and get those. But uh, yeah, I I think so much of of healthy cooking is just making healthier choices in what you're putting into your recipes. And it's really not that hard to do. And usually very undetectable. Yeah. I had no idea those brownies had zucchini in them. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I didn't tell you on purpose. I wanted to see if you could could, uh, detect it, and you can't. So, And speaking of those brownies. We're moving into our... Recipe of the week. Dun dun dun. <laughs> She's giving me hand signals over here, like pause, dramatic pause. Okay. Well, anyway, I think these brownies deserve a dramatic pause. Yes, they because, were very good. Oh my gosh, they were so good. And thank you to our dear friend Sabrina Chin, who um, posted a recipe yesterday on Facebook. Uh, she she saw it on on Facebook and just shared it and it was for uh, zucchini brownies and that's where I got the idea to adapt this. Um, it you know it had it used bananas and so I took out the bananas because I hate bananas, and so I, I made a few other changes and uh, came up with this, and it's vegan and it's super super yummy. No eggs. No nope. substitute applesauce and, and silken, silken tofu. tofu. Yep. Used 
uh, what did you use? Wheat flour? I use um, I use white wheat flour. That's what I usually bake with. It's it's whole wheat, um, but it's it's a little bit lighter than that the heavy wheat. Um, but it is called white wheat flour. Mm-hmm. And then it's two cups of finely grated zucchini, and you cannot tell. All right. Well, I think that does it for our show this week. As always, thank you for listening, and we look forward to talking to you next week. All right. We'll see you soon. Hey, Veg Centers. Thanks so much for joining us today. Please be sure to visit our website at www.vegetarianzen.com. You can also find us on Facebook at Facebook forward slash Vegetarian Zen or on Twitter at Vegetarian Zen. Until next time, wishing you a happy body and a healthy mind.